but I want to watch rap videos. No, we're just trying <laughs> to. It's time to start talking about science. But it's rap. Be serious. We can talk about. Look, there's scantily clad women and dudes rap like singing there's about money. There's scantily clad women in science. Cadavers are around. <laughs> <laughs> Why were you recording that? Yeah. Well, uh, well, they have um, like wrappers around them. That that's no, they're unwrapped. Yeah, they're wrapped. See, if yeah. I ever made a rap video, I would have like cadavers, like scantily clad cadavers. Oh just my kicking god, it. that's so horrible. Like they're just lying there, like the arms hanging Ew. off the table or something, but they got a bikini on, so it's hot. I don't think it would. All of this is recording, by the way. Oh great! <laughs> now people will really listen to this for real. It really is recording. It is. Oh okay. So they never believe me. I don't know. It could <laughs> still not be recording now. We could do the entire podcast and not maybe have it be like recorded. Maybe you'll unplug it again. We'll lose it I know, all yeah, after maybe you, you do it. Maybe you didn't, we didn't lose it. I, I had a safety mode yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We could get knock on wood and all that. So so last time we didn't really introduce ourselves or talk <laughs> about what we do. What are we doing anyway? What's this called? Without getting... I don't well, know. Would you like to jump in and say the title? No, but you should. Okay. This is Six Degrees of Rumination. Starring... Nina Boyd and Reno Gorman and, and our producer Mike Boyd. Yeah, Michael okay. Boyd. I so don't really go by Mike. Since we had some Michael. smart remarks over here, how about we start with what Michael? Who Boyd are we listening to? Yeah, we're listening to Reno. Yeah, and Nina. Yeah, like who? So uh, no, like who? I'm, I'm just who saying. are you? No, I okay. Yeah, who are you, Nina? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> I am an artist, and I like to write. And I enjoy science. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I am. Your nice. turn. Yeah, you're not a nerd or a square at all. That's like no, I just you know I said ever. hey that that's a cool person <laughs> if you I like me. science. I put that one last. Okay, I worked it. I out. I like science as well, and um, I don't I I don't like science. Yeah, at all. that's why you're the producer. <laughs> all the, the tech <laughs> stuff. That actually matters. That's why I'm over here watching 50 Cent videos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a musician like Mike, though I haven't been performing or recording with uh, any bands lately. But I really like music, and um, I like to teach. Right now I'm just teaching uh, yoga, so yeah, I like to do yoga. Tell us a little bit about that. A little bit about that. Yeah. So yoga's, uh, yoga's pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. I like art yoga. Sounds pretty awesome, Reno. Does it? Yeah. 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 I almost want to do it. Okay, it okay. Well, okay. So you do a specific type of yoga. Why don't you explain? Well, one of the things I like to do, I like to uh, do acro yoga, which is a mix of acrobatics, yoga, and Thai massage. And Thai massage is like partner yoga, massage yoga. Every now and then, Reno breaks something. Every now <laughs> and then, yeah. And it's uh, usually a yoga-related injury. Yoga-ish, yeah. yeah. So... Um, Backstory behind that was on my 30th birthday. <laughs> oh, shit. Backstory. <laughs> backstory. <laughs> backstory. Backstory. Um, on my 30th birthday, I uh, was hanging out with my uh, acro yoga friend and we went to the. His entourage. Don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my much asana than me. posse. And uh, we went to the Fox and Goose pub and they have these really cool Fox and Goose uh, sculpture statues out front. And uh, so I did a handstand on top of the Fox and it all went well as you might assume. And then I went and had some drinks and we came back out and Saraya, my friend was like, Hey Reno, you should handstand on top of that goose. That's like six, seven feet tall. 
<laughs> I said, you're right. And I hand stood atop the goose and then I didn't come down very well. And I just landed so hard on my foot, I actually broke my heel, which is a kind of a hard bone to break. It's pretty tough. Like you walk on it all day long and it doesn't break. So yeah. smooth. The opposite that's of smooth. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of sucked, but wasn't really all too bad, really. Hey, I've broken stuff in a drunken stupor before, too. So yeah. That was, that was the first drunken yeah. stupor injury that I can remember. I've never broken anything. If, if we're going to tell tales, do you want me to tell my tale? Yeah, yeah let's yeah. hear your tale. All right. Oh, God. My tale of, of drunken shenanigans. So I broke my leg. Not too long after Nina and I. In case you haven't figured it out, ladies and Nina and I are married. So I broke my leg not long after we were married. And break a leg. <laughs> <laughs> Smart ass. Um <laughs> and the official story of how I broke my leg is I fell down some stairs. Right. It works. Now the real story is I my pushed him, that's what happened. <laughs> it was a match made in heaven. Um, the real story is, is my buddies and I, we, we were in downtown Folsom and one of our buddies lives really close to downtown Folsom. So downtown Folsom is like a block, by the way. It's, it's a like huge a block. thriving metropolis. Yeah. <laughs> basically, well, it was old Folsom. Old so Folsom. Yeah. And basically all this metropolis consists of is art galleries and bars. Like yeah. that's it. Art galleries are cool. And maybe an antique shop. That's maybe about it. Maybe a prison. Yeah. Well, that's too. It's by a river, the corner. Yeah. which is weird because Folsom's known for its lake, but it's by a river. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So we got drunk in old Folsom and went back to his place. And they, he and his family had just moved in there. So all that was in there was like some food and an exercise ball, nothing else. So we pick up the ball drunkenly and we start launching each other off of it. So we'd like we'd play chicken with the exercise ball. And How I'm does one play chicken with the exercise ball? I can't, I can't uh, picture that. Well, w- one person holds the ball, and then they charge each other. Like a sumo wrestler, almost. Yeah, but the results are way more interesting. <laughs> yeah. So because I'm quite a bit larger than the friend that I was competing with, about 100 pounds larger, I was launching him across the room with the exercise ball, and he f- gets up and proudly exclaims, Dude, you're like a wall. And then we get the good <laughs> idea that I should take on the wall with the exercise ball. Because it rhymes. Yep. Well, we're Best drunk. We're not <laughs> poets. We're drunk. So <laughs> anyway, I take on the wall. And it launches me back, and I land on my leg so awkwardly that it snapped the smaller bone in my leg. Popped it out, and it came right back together. Would that be the tibia or the fibia? I don't remember. Was it the bone on the outside or the inside? It's the small one. The small one. Yes, there's a big thick one and a really <laughs> thin Isn't one. Isn't the tibia the big one? I'm uh, thinking that the tibia is the, the one on the outside. I think that one's thinner. Oh, oh, T for thin. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. An or you F got for the IT band. An F for fat. Yeah. No, I just. F for the fat bow, T for the thin bow. There you go. Wouldn't it be awesome if it was opposite and we got that completely wrong? Probably. And this is a science show. Yeah. We're not getting endorsed anytime soon. So anyway, I yeah, I snapped my the leg, the bone in my leg by yeah. being drunk and stupid, much like you. So yes. and then I got a phone call about <laughs> it at three o'clock in the morning. Hey, yeah. I didn't and make you drive to full. I found my way back to Sacramento. No, I know, I, I know. There's all the more reason why we here. need light rail going on twenty four seven. Yep. They stop <laughs> light rail at Folsom at like seven o'clock. Could you imagine yeah. me hobbling onto a train? I could. Yeah, that w- I would have too. 
I was so bummed. I was like, oh, Nina's going to kill me. Yeah, well, but that's why you told me that it was because you fell downstairs. And, and you believed it. Around. And you didn't tell me the truth until like a year and a half later. No, it was like six months later. Okay, well. Yeah. 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 Once the damage had been done. is really good for marriages, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm not married. So yeah, if you I don't look. communicate, <laughs> <laughs> For all those who are thinking about getting keep the bar low. Therefore, all you can do is like anytime you jump <laughs> over that bar, you God. look like a million bucks. Yeah. I hope your mom well, doesn't listen to this. Well, she, she, <laughs> <laughs> she, she probably be so will bummed. because she, well, she likes science and she likes stuff like that. And so she doesn't like you or she, anything. Well, I don't know. She listens for the science. What <laughs> <laughs> if that's the same Nina Boyd that's related to me? <laughs> Does she no, really marry that name. fat idiot? <laughs> oh, come on. That's not <laughs> how it is. Anyway. Um, so so there now we've exchanged all our all right now your turn to no you have you've got to have I've an embarrassing never story. I've anything or sprained anything or I don't. Ever had surgery? Do sports? Well, I've had like my wisdom teeth out. I mean, it's not. I've never had mm. any kind of no drunken shenanigans. I almost no. died of bronchitis when I was little. There you go. Yeah. But it wasn't. I wasn't drunk, so you know. You could have been drunk on cough syrup. Yeah, that's a good time. <laughs> there had been a goose around, man. <laughs> Look out! Or an exercise ball. <laughs> yeah. The floor, an exercise ball, and a goose, maybe a ceiling. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't have any of those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you want to say like some of the articles that we're gonna go over? Yeah, let's in this talk episode. About, let's talk about some of these things. And so, this episode, I don't know if it really has a theme, but basically everything in here is awesome. So we're gonna talk about <laughs> an invisible tower in Korea, and we're gonna talk about telomeres in your body and how they either help you age well or not well um let's see some we got terminator polymer like liquid t1000 uh what else do we got what's this one better than oh oh yeah another another synesthete yeah i'm gonna step in and pull my producer card yeah. While eating pizza. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. Good call, okay. good call. Mm-hmm. It's vegetarian pizza, too. Oh, good. You're uh, let's do the Terminator one, because I'm a huge fan of the Terminator. Oh. Let's start with the Terminator All one. Right. Yes. Moving from producer to director, I see. <laughs> 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 All right, Nina, do you so want to talk about this one, or do you want me to? Uh, Come with me if it. you want the podcast. I'll <laughs> interject. Yeah, I'll do what Mike's doing. <coughs> so, Mike, maybe do you want to like, uh, set us up like... Um, well, no, never mind. Dun, 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 dun. There we go. There we go. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yes, awesome. All right. Brings me back. All right. So um, if you remember Terminator 2, there's the uh, the liquid metal guy, the T-1000 model, where, like, no matter what, what happened to him, we could, like, chop him in half or, like, bust his head in. He would always be able to, like liquefy mold back into his original shape and you could take on any form you can freeze them you can melt them nothing stops yeah. this guy right right um so they've got this new polymer that it's self-healing so you can cut it in half and it will um heal itself and reassemble itself um stick itself back together to make one piece much like my tibula yes much <laughs> like mike's tibula <laughs> This one heals even faster, though. Whoa. Whoa. Not six weeks? Six weeks. This one's like um, a few hours. That's cool. I was wondering. Yeah. So um, it's kind of like a soft polymer, and they're hoping to make um, like a stronger um, variation of it. It's it's a a urea urethane composite. 
But um, I've read some articles before where they talked about they get they're trying to do some conductive materials with like metals and wires where you could have a wire that's maybe accidentally severed and it would uh, heal itself on its own, so you wouldn't have to um, repair it yourself. They need to do this with like headphones for yeah, iPod yeah, devices. <laughs> yeah, those little exactly. computer cables. <laughs> Honestly, because that is the most annoying thing in the world when you're. Sitting there, you jam into some limp biscuit or something. I'm kidding. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> <And all laughs> I hate it when my limp biscuit gets cut out. And all of a sudden, the left Ruins ear just fucking goes. <laughs> yep. No, that doesn't happen all the time. I remember. Wes's yeah. guitar drops out, and all you hear is Fred Durst. It's oh, like man. not happening. Wes's guitar is the only good thing happening. Exactly. There. We can't miss out on that. <laughs> um, and then also, like, too, if they can get some like harder plastics, um, that can do this, it'd be really good for cars and other. You know, completely stuff. like Spaceships. radiator hoses, anything like that. Right, right. Uh, anything yeah. that like normally you have to replace because it cracks and leaks, like mm-hmm. it never or, will. Or yeah, like things in your car that are really hard to get to. You know, yeah. yeah. Take the, the whole engine out to repair. Just think about that. Like the whole cooling system of a car will never have to be screwed with again. Yeah. Because, well, of this technology. Mm-hmm. You're That's not a good thing for Detroit. Detroit's going to be mad pissed because yeah. they're not going to make any money on repairs. <laughs> You know, Detroit's already fucked. I think they're beyond repair. Yeah. <laughs> Detroit needs some polymer <laughs> that can self heal. <laughs> they need to do that to some of their roads and some of their <laughs> suburban housing and everything. Have you seen those pictures online recently? Yeah, it looks like Dude, Syria. It's bad. Oh. Like, uh, seriously, it looks like a war zone over in Detroit. Yeah. Really, really bad. I blame Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> Once he got big, the whole it's like, no. <laughs> yeah. That's like, we're not even going to put effort out anymore. We're famous Correlation, maybe. Cause and effect, probably. Yeah. yeah. When he became more known for Detroit than cars, <laughs> it was over. <laughs> Kill Whitey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this could be really good for spaceships. Like if you're going to Mars, like it might be really hard to fix, you know, wiring to solar panels or whatever crazy weird parts. It's oh not man, this is going to totally ruin that new Sandra Bullock movie. Sandra Bullock movie? Yeah, Gravity. Oh. It shows oh. her like oh. breaking away from her little space station and floating off into space. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're just oh, lost in space? No. Yeah. No. no, it's called Gravity. Gravity. Okay. But are they stealing the Lack plot thereof. from anybody? Or yeah. <laughs> no, it's just... Gravity question mark? <laughs> it's just a couple normal astronauts. Something goes wrong. Okay. Boom, explosion. All of a sudden, the little astronaut working outside is just floating away. Well... But if we had some of this stuff... Then we'd be stuck with Sandra Bullock for another <laughs> round of movies. Yeah, they're going to have to hold off on the whole forward progress on this thing until Sandra Bullock like floats towards Mars a little more. Yeah. You know what, or though? It's interesting that they're making that movie. And it's kind of encouraging, even though it's just Hollywood being itself. And they're sort of banking in on the, um, I don't know, the dramatic nature of that plot line. It's Hollywood? Cool. No. <laughs> they never sensationalize anything. At least not with Sandra it's Bullock. <laughs> it's en- yeah, it's encouraging that they're at least making movies about that because um, the space station that we share with Russia is kind of in crisis, according to this article. Dun, dun, dun. Which is something that Reno found. I ended up reading it. On it's from the uh, Washington Post, by yes. the way, if you want to find yeah, this article. This is our date night. Yeah, Sunday I ended night. up reading it. Well, we were waiting for our food, which took an inordinate amount of time, I will say. So I was reading ordinate. this. Yeah, that's right. And and thereby I decided to <laughs> read this article instead. And I read some out loud to Mike and actually he was pretty intrigued by it. So No, I pretended. Okay, well anyway, <laughs> basically <laughs> what's better than pretending to read. I know. Yeah. I had nothing else to do. 
basically what's happening with this is that the space station is really expensive and it's going to deteriorate at one point or another. It's going to take a lot of money to keep it, you know, running up in the air. And I think the criticism in the air, in the whatever it is, the <laughs> atmosphere that look up. It's left our atmosphere. It's in space. Okay. You know it's in I mean. our orbit. Would you like to read the article? No, I just want <laughs> you to. <laughs> Let me just summarize it. There's here. no air in space. You can throw out whatever. There is. There is little tiny particles of air that. But not enough to. Not a lot. Not, not no. enough to. No. Yeah. Not enough to call another atmosphere. Shouldn't we have 14 pounds of air per square inch on our body pressing down on us? Does that seem like a lot of air? Why am I not? Per square inch? Well, why am I not thinner? That's a lot of air. Dude, yeah, I mean, if you're in space, dude, like yeah. you could take on a wall. You'd be <laughs> that big. <laughs> Bring it on, wall. <laughs> you bounce off and you just like go forever. That's too. right. <laughs> so you're saying, you know? No, no, it's fine. I'm done. You're done? No. Okay. No, okay. All right. Next. So, no, anyway. Um, that floating space station in our air. Okay. The main <laughs> point here is that the space station is mainly meant for research and the whole point of it is people living in space and seeing, you know, what kinds of things could go wrong. They're up there for an extended amount of time and they want to make sure that they catch any little issue that could come up. Um, and people want to shut this down because it's so expensive. They're saying, you know, like, oh, you're not researching anything. You're not figuring anything out. You're not making stuff or doing things. So it doesn't count. Um, well, what then what is this money supposed to go to then? Well, That's you know, they, my have, to question. they it's have to repair little things on the ship and they have to, you know, the astronauts oh, aren't going to just no, work I mean, for what free. Are, I mean, what are they supposed to do? Too. Like, what's the goal to with shutting it down? Like, OK, we're not going to use money towards that. Oh, I see. What so you're what's the replacement going to be like? Like our deficit. It's, yeah. All those yeah. kinds of things. Three that, billion. Know. It says about three billion dollars a year just to keep it operating. Yeah. yeah. But this is they poured in a hundred billion dollars so far. So, I mean. So that's a lot of money that you it could is, be like, but yeah. I think this you is know. kind of a necessity and just the forward progress of humanity. It is. Sure. Even yeah. If we never so live on Mars, it's possible we could live in these kinds of you know, especially considering we have the Land Rover little dude rolling around on Mars, taking pictures, trying to figure out whether or not we can sustain life on it. This and the next thing, mm-hmm. what the atmosphere is like, what's the terrain like, everything. Like, why would we decide now? Okay, now that we've made this leap, let's take a step back and shut this down. That's kind of stupid, don't yeah. you think? The haters want to hate. I know. Like, <laughs> hey, like, let's like feed the hungry and like. I don't really care about yeah. hungry people. I Medicare. care about space. <laughs> you know, not hungry space people. Cream. No, I think it is really, really valuable. Um, like, it's I was kidding. I'm I'm hungry and I care <laughs> about myself. <laughs> No, I care about the the hungry and the poor and the the sick and the injured, especially be able to break their legs and their heels. Like I know, I care yeah, about the yeah. injured when I'm injured. Yeah. Now that you're healed, like a T1000, yeah, like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it take um, a couple of years to get to Mars, and if they were ever coming back, it'd take a couple of years. And mm-hmm. like Nina said, there's a lot of things that could go wrong, and so the space station's been kind of like. Um, you know, a beta test to see like what could go wrong and how you'd fix things. Um, and there was all kinds of crazy stuff. Like as I started getting down to the bottom of the article, I could tell Mike was actually interested and not just faking oh interested. Yeah. Remember the guy who almost drowned? Yes. Um, this so is I, cool. I read him this, this cool. part yeah. out loud because I think um, what happened was this guy well, was doing. I mean, not cool for him, but cool. At well, he survived. He, he it like was a good experiment. I mean, it's, yeah. it's furthering mankind. And it wasn't something that they had to stage. It just happened by accident, which is exactly the kind of thing you want to be prepared for. Or maybe they did up. stage it. Maybe, oh shit, <laughs> they went to the soundstage and then they, yeah, okay. So anyways, he was going on a spacewalk 
with his all of his equipment on his spacesuit on his helmet and everything like that um and i guess when you're in space water does crazy things because no one can hear you scream yeah <laughs> water does crazy things because there's no gravity to hold it down and there's very little air in space so very, that very also little. doesn't help so anyway um, that's a crazy like surface tension yeah. thing going on it's almost like so the flexible thing with the yeah yeah so what yeah. okay so anyways <laughs> um so this guy who was doing the spacewalk somehow, and they figured out later what it might be, somehow some water got into his helmet and um, it was moving around all over his face. Did you say it was either condensation or perspiration? Well, I was or trying to make it like a mystery for them to figure out, but now it's just ruined. Yeah, it was. It was something, some <laughs> malfunction in his spacesuit. So anyway, the water moved all over his face and then it ended up going up his nose and he couldn't take the helmet off, obviously, because he was actually out in space. And so, you know... He basically almost drowned and he couldn't um, see because the water was getting on his visor and he couldn't contact the spaceship either because his equipment sort of malfunctioned, I guess, or he couldn't find the button or something like that. So eventually the guys... Um, Didn't he, like, he, he had to like, pull on his like, lifeline cord yeah, his or lifeline. his air cord or something and pulled his yeah. way back to the to the mothership. Yeah, yeah, and so they figured all that out. But basically, you know, he could have died and that kind of scared all of them. And, and even though it doesn't... I thought that was really funny. Even though it doesn't, um, <laughs> what was I going to say? I think his mom would be really disappointed. Like he's an astronaut. Yes. Like he's and he dies so like proud. That. He, he drowns <laughs> in space. In like where there is no water. Condensation. Well, maybe that's actually amazing. Like <laughs> go down in history. Of all the things. Darwin's award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy flew where there was absolutely no water and drowned. That's right. We found Dead. water in space. It's in Tim's helmet <laughs> and his lungs. <laughs> his name's not Tim. Yeah. But, but, but uh, anyway. so, so, but even though that's not exactly good advertising for a space station, this guy almost <laughs> drowning, if you think about it, it it's good to but look have what it we be learned. Up there. Yeah. And, and if we know, weren't spending those hundreds of billions of dollars, we would never have learned this. Right. Yeah. And in the bigger scheme of things, it's probably pretty important. Yeah. They still haven't uh, solved that mysterious disk of zinc oxide. In the water lines. It defies explanation, it I defies heard. defies explanation, yeah. so they say. Um, another thing I, I liked about here, they said, like, fire, when you light fire in space, um, it forms a perfect sphere. There's no oh, gravity. There's there's down. Is that Rad. what makes the flame shape like a triangle? Gravity? Or it might be I mean, the I air pressure. I guess it depends on what you light it on, but that's interesting. Yeah. They I'm pretty sure we could look up why fire reaches upward. Yeah, we yeah. could. Because it wants to be in heaven, Mike. That's why. <laughs> Wait. Because <laughs> it's in hell and it wants to rise up. It wants up. so badly to rise above all of it and just, you know, be a better person. <laughs> what? <laughs> be a person. <laughs> That's right. <sighs> Stop looking at me. What? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so anyways, yeah. Oh, another thing, weird thing about space. Your vision blurs, your nose always feels stuffy, and you lose your sense of taste. Yeah, I thought that was just like that. You lose your sense of taste instantly. As soon as you're out of the atmosphere, as soon as there's less air, <laughs> it's like, where's the taste? I don't know. Gone with the wind. I wonder. Heard, astronaut heard, ice cream sucks. Yeah. I've heard too, though. Like uh, the astronauts, they go on the, the little spacewalks, whatever, to fix like the solar, um, you know, uh, solar panels or whatever, and they come back in and their spacesuits smell. And he says, like, the smell of space. And um, I think they have, but like... what does it smell like? They say it smells like... um can't different smell like air. <laughs> 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 There's no way that could possibly be true. 
Well, you can't see air. It's invisible. And you can't, you can't hear. hear air. And you can't taste yeah. air, apparently. Um, the, I think they said that it's like barbecue or kind of like a burnt metallic kind of smell. That might be from like their gear. Yeah, well, I was and gonna say there's so or many. It might actually, be like space. There's so many variables in that though. Like you have your gear, you have the their perspiration, right. you have their condensation, yeah. you have yeah. anything that they could possibly be working on. Plus the fact they're outside, mm-hmm. and in order to break the atmosphere, they go through some intense heat. I would assume the from the launch, from breaking through the atmosphere, going through certain things. I mean, they're. Yeah. When they come back in from space, they literally like it burns up. So I would assume going out would have somewhat of the same effect. All yeah. the friction caused by pushing through all that. So I mean that could be a contributing factor. But yeah, plus if they're getting like direct sunlight, like the rays are. Could be nerding it up. I'm supposed to be the yeah, dumb see? guy. What is this? Now you, everyone knows you're just kidding. Uh, yep. No. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> you're never gonna get escaped from that. You're just always gonna. Yeah. Do all those things. Um. Yeah. Oh, uh, like the I'm, ju- the I'm not saying that space doesn't smell. I'm just saying there's so many variables we can't just say, oh, well, it's space. Totally. Yeah. Space <laughs> needs some deodorant. I want to come into and be like, it smells like space in here. It, <laughs> it smells like space. <laughs> the the smell Voyager. That? That's the moon. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> How the could moon you not know that? Um, Voyager One made it outside of. I guess some people are saying our solar system, but some people are saying it's not our solar system because of the Oort cloud. The Oort cloud actually, which is like way beyond where Voyager 1 is, but Voyager 1 is past most of the stuff, and there's some kind of like little bubble that um, that we're like protected and all the planets and stuff are in, and it's kind of past that bubble. Now it's just kind of like out like in like vast space. Oh, what does that smell like? Dude, yes, Voyager. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they packed a nose on there or not. Yeah. There's no way for us to continue to like have any kind of communication. Yeah, yeah, like it's still communicating with us, and it's gonna go How? for. Oh, that's so far away. Like I would imagine it'll take. It takes lag. a while, but I mean, like yeah. I'm sure, like the radio signals or whatever travel about the speed of light. So yeah, matter of minutes or hours. Um, because what it takes about eight minutes. For the sun's light the to reach us, I think. Is there eight minutes or eight seconds? I think it's eight minutes. Right. I don't know the breakdown, honestly. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. 186,000 miles per second. So, so yeah, it's got to be eight minutes. All right, anyways. There it is. So, the Voyager, you know, it's out in space. you, Mr. Human Calculator. <laughs> <laughs> 82, 82, 82. 82, 82, 82. Blue and yellow. Black, yellow, black, yellow, black, yellow. Well, no, I was doing the meaning of life oh, since we're going right, space right, here. Right. You're going to have to listen to our 9-11 pilot episode to... Six times seven. Catch that one. 42, meaning of life. There you go. <laughs> Blue, yellow. All right. Asperger's. So there's lots more like radio... Like, uh, um, uh, radio... Uh, <laughs> Active. Radioactiveness. <laughs> Radioactivity particles uh, bouncing around in interstellar space than they anticipated. So it's not like it's just empty void and there's like nothing there. There's a tons of particles radiating, bouncing around out there. It makes sense because, it, you know, well, you can't really have nothing. So we can hear. Can have nothing? I, I don't know. Mm. You, you start with nothing and then you just add to it. <laughs> you fill it up. Yeah. I also thought it was cool in this article how they talked about, you know, if um, the Earth is rotating, or no, if they're flying over a certain part of the Earth, they'll see different colors in general. So if they're flying over the ocean, then the light coming up through their window on the space station will be blue. Yeah. And if they're flying over um, the Sahara, it'll be orange. And if they're flying over Australia, it'll be red. I thought that was really interesting. 
I don't know if that's because of, is that because of the land? Like it's just reflecting the light? That's I think so. Is. I think their soil is red. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, so that was kind of cool to see space in those different kind of colors. Which brings us to a book about color. And I only wanted to mention it because there's something about synesthesia in here. I feel like that's going to be kind of a recurring topic on this podcast. It might be, yeah. Mr. Gorman has, he's a synesthete. A synesthete, yeah. yeah. We found out I'm not synesthetic, I'm a synesthete. Or maybe I am synesthetic, but I am a synesthete. I think, yeah, I think you've got I it. <laughs> Mike is sitting across from us with his head in his hands, making it's little eye contact. his mind. That's right. Or maybe we read his mind. Maybe. And I, by that I mean R-E-D. Oh. B-L-U-E. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Yellow does not work in that sentence. <laughs> Too many puns. As long as neither of us snort, will we laugh? I think we'll be. Yeah. I think that'll be good. Mike's just staring. Anyway, so this book, (laughs) this book was cool and made me um, really want to read it. What's the name of the book? It's called Roy G. Biv, and it is by. And why the hell is it named Roy G. Biv? Oh, please! I think we all know why it's named that. Please. Okay. So basically, those are the the colors. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the colors of the rainbow. Duh. And I remember when I was in second grade or so, we learned that little. <laughs> what, Mike? I'm trying to explain stuff here. No, no, I was it's him. Oh, I was okay, responding right, to okay. him. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So anyway, yeah. we're having our his co- we're his having our own little colors, like silent conversation while you explain this yeah. to our audience. Okay. Well, anyways, this is, it's just a little mnemonic that helps you remember the colors of the rainbow and the orders that they appear in. So Mike always forgets. That's right. So. As soon what? as you know this once, <laughs> your Asperger's will kick in and you'll oh, remember the all right. pattern. All right, Mike, where, where are the ra- colors of the rainbow yeah. in order? Let's hear it. Red, orange, yellow, Roy, G, Biv. <laughs> <laughs> Green, blue. And After blue. What's the I for? Indigo. Indigo. Yeah. There you go. And then violet. And so, anyway, those are the colors of the rainbow, <coughs> like the ones you notice the most in the spectrum. They stand out the most. And My so rainbow didn't have all those colors in it. Well, we had a much simpli- had a more simplified, sad me- little rainbow. Much more simplified rainbow in first. You had grade. more rain than rainbow. I don't remember an indigo being in there. No, it is. That's indigo's a pretty fancy term for like dark blue. Well, yeah. the cool thing or about it though, um, yeah. in this See, book, we just had blue, bluer, and then purple. <laughs> bluer. It's, it's bluer than blue. It's like blue square. Hey, I went so to public school, people. What no, do you want? Th- okay, this, look, this is really interesting. <laughs> this is going to answer Mike's question. It's going to blow your mind. It is. So What color will come out? <laughs> <laughs> You'll have the full rainbow now, not just a little half-assed one from before. So there aren't actually seven colors in the rainbow. This that half-assed rainbow got me through school, so I don't talk shit on well, it. You don't want to just get through stuff. You want to shine and... When flying colors, so you gotta have all your my little (laughs) indigo particles of interstellar space. (laughs) So there aren't actually seven colors in the (laughs) rainbow. Um, Isaac Newton came up with all the stuff about the rainbow and all the colors there were, and um, people wanted there to be seven colors so it would match the musical scale. So we kind of made up indigo. He was like, "Oh yeah, there's there's this blue, and we'll just call it dark blue and indigo, and that'll work." Bluer. Yeah. Right, exactly. Let's call it indigo, Isaac. Let's call it indigo. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, I like bluer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway. seven notes in a scale. Yeah. And m- major and minor scales. And stuff right. Like that, yeah. So a minor rainbow. Would be yeah. Seven chakras rainbow. and the mm, yoga. Yeah, Kundalini seven yoga. beatitudes and the Catholic faith. There's seven attitudes? No, beatitudes. 
What, it's like a, I don't know. It's oh, some, okay. Remember yeah. that, like the <laughs> like B attitudes, like what? There's the hike, <laughs> pissed <laughs> like an off. Okay, attitude. <laughs> it's not an A attitude. Spunky. Yeah. Anyway, so I really thought this book was cool, and I'm trying to find the author of it. Actually. Anyway. Isn't so it it's Roy? Called, it's not Roy it G. Blim. <laughs> isn't it? Bib? No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> Did you not. lie to us? No, his author is. Oh, there she is. Jude, Jude Stewart. Yeah. Hey, Jude. Might as well be Roy G. Biv. Yeah, well, so anyway, that book they was It could cool. be like her moniker. Her pen name. Mm-hmm. Her yeah. alias. Her pseudonym. Pseudonym. Nickname. Right word? Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's all kinds of names for mm. other names. Anyway, and so the interesting thing about this book is that she also found that, um, you know, societies who have really different languages from each other, they all came up with names for particular colors first, they all focused on red, black, and white, and they focused on red particularly because it was such a, um, I don't know, potent color, I guess, in civilization and symbology and things like that. And then today, before we started recording, Reno was talking about um, red and like the the numbers and, and how like numbers that are more common and letters that are more common, you'll see them as red. All right, so for people, for synesthetes, <coughs> All, all people usually see the letters or numbers, um, different colors, but there's some commonalities. So amongst, amongst synesthetes, most people, most synesthetes see A as being red. And um, there's this article I found on NPR. Um, a high schooler by the name of Laura Herman um, is investigating um, synesthesia. She's got various forms of synesthesia. And her idea, she did some some research and she concluded or is hypothesizing that um, people see A as red because A is a really common letter. And the more common the letter is, the closer it is towards the lower frequency colors of like red and then orange and yellow. And the low the letters that are um, less common are closer towards like the purple end of the spectrum, the higher frequencies. So... However, I wait. That that usually when something is high frequency, that means it's usually it's a common thing. So right, right. Well, so like, like higher, like the color. the actual like frequency of the light waves. Yeah. Like the higher the frequency, it's like blue and then purple. Okay, and then so it's not in that kind of definition. It's right, right. Different. Okay, oscillations. There you go. Higher, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's ears say Q. you're welcome. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely a red note right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely, definitely red note. <laughs> red like driver. the lumberjack you sounded like. Yeah, <laughs> definitely <laughs> eighty-two. Yeah. Um, she's um, she has different forms of synesthesia. So she tastes sound. She has um, she correlates or kind of feels different genres of music, kind of in general, um, having a, a certain taste. So she said classical music is really sweet. 50 cent and rap is really salty and that go figure, you know, it's all <laughs> sweaty and stuff, you know, I mean, um, techno electronic music is tangy and sweet and s- like, uh, like sweet and sour sauce. Indie music is like herbs. That's gotta be the pot though. I know. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah. You know. I think she's just pulling shit out of her ass at this point. No. Well, can mm. we, can we briefly explain what synesthesia is again? Like talk about how it works. Indie really music quick. tastes like herb. Come on. Well, maybe it does. It makes sense. Just, you know. If well, okay. Really how about this? I mean, like yeah. some people say like, oh, like this sound, uh, like that, that tone in your guitar is like really like warm. Like that's a really warm oh, yeah, sound. Warm, warm, warm because we describe it like a feeling of warm. 
and the sound of warm. How does it feel warm? How does it feel How's, warm? How does it sound warm? It makes me all tingly inside. <laughs> right. See, <laughs> rap tingles her salt. Yeah, I wonder what <laughs> I wonder what dubstep tastes like. <laughs> tastes, tastes like, like Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> Battery acid. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so so when you have synesthesia, what's basically happening in your brain? It's review it? um, um, an overlapping of the senses, so you can um, see sound or taste a color, or hear a smell or smell a hear. Um, smell a sound. Hear a who. Hear a who. Yeah. Horton tastes a who. Dang, <laughs> <laughs> you like sweet and sour. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So what's really common is for people for amongst synesthesia is to see colors for numbers and, and or letters or even to um, feel like they have like a gender, like all letters and numbers for me have a, a gender. Um, much like, I mean, words in Spanish are either Mexican, uh, yeah. masculine or feminine. Me- Mexican? Words in <laughs> Spanish are Mexican? <laughs> <laughs> Mexican. Mescaline. Yeah. I don't know why I see colors for numbers. <laughs> <laughs> numbers for colors. Well, Her so, place. yeah, that's right. That's right. That's what it is. So that's kind of cool, though, I think. We're like in bat country. It's <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn bats. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like this topic is coming up more and more the more often I look for articles for this podcast, which has really only been two times, but you know, you weed through That's a lot of different ones. Two out of two. It's a lot. Of, it's got to be true. It's got to be true. Yeah. So, because it rhymes. But, um, you know, this topic is coming up a lot and I think it's interesting. I wonder if more people have it now or if more people are recognizing what it is because it's got a name. I don't even know like how long it's been around as a discovery. and like. A I think we invented it like in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. That, that might be. <laughs> No, um, well, maybe. I mean, that it's. Prompted. I don't know how long it's been. Um, I think they they mentioned a few classical composers that I'm not familiar with, but because oh, I'm not very familiar with classical music, um, that um, are said to have had it. And I, I said this in the last podcast that um, uh, they found that artists, um, the artistic types, are more likely to have uh, experience synesthesia. Mm-hmm. Makes you more creative, kind of symbolic. I mean, imagine like being able to compose a song and having an extra kind of resource of being able to go for kind of like a landscape or like kind of like a, a picture of what you're trying to create. Or taste. Or, yeah, taste, or taste, you know, you're like, yeah. mm, I wasn't really going for a spicy here. I'm going for more like a salty, salty, sweet, and sour. It's kind of like how people try to buy art to match their apartment decor. Like they put on a song to match, you know, mm-hmm. oh, these colors don't match with what I was thinking. So basically, whenever you eat sweet and sour pork, you can only listen to electronic That's right. music. Or maybe you balance it out with a, a different kind of taste. Or when you eat Mac Helper, you have to listen to 50 Cent. <laughs> if you're smelling your space suit, you got to put on some dubstep. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> space smells like dubstep. All right, guys, That's gotta right. go. Gotta fix that outer <laughs> hole. <laughs> Load up the Skrillex. <laughs> Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> okay. So, so no what wonder he drowned. <laughs> what? No wonder he drowned. It was suicide. <laughs> it's like, turn this shit off. <laughs> so, hey, Mike, since you chose the first article here, would you rather hear about a movable, flexible sort of paper pad thing? <laughs> or that do you want to hear about an invisible tower? Pick which one? I'll go with the invisible tower. That's the thing Good in choice. Korea, right? All right. Yeah. It is. How did Dude. you know, Mike? Wow. I might be Jeez. a little bit smarter than I lead on. I bet. <laughs> or I just had some free time the other day and looked on MSN 
dot com and it was an article. So before you all get excited, we'll explain. It didn't why excite me. I'm going to say that. Okay, right well, now. before you <laughs> don't get excited, <laughs> Mood just killer. stay how you are because we're going to talk about why. No, let's talk about the pin pad thing. <sighs> no, no, too bad. No, no, we're it's we're doing the invisible tower. It's already up here, first. you know. Okay, so they're they haven't built it yet, but they're going to. We're going to hit gonna the happen. button. Maybe they have, and S- you just don't know. Maybe, oh. dude. There could be invisible towers everywhere. Oh I God. mean, how often are you or flying nowhere. around? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they have them in space. Maybe they do. You think you're walking through a parking lot? Whoops! Now there's a fucking tower there. It's like a wall. <laughs> so um, they're they're they've got plans to build this fourteen hundred plus square foot or fourteen hundred foot tall tower in South Korea in Seoul. And <coughs> they're using some kind of optical technology to give the illusion that it is see-through, that's um, transparent. And I think mainly how it works is basically there's some cameras mounted all up and down the tower, pointing outwards, and they just um, um, ob- um, take in like the background behind them, the the rest of the skyline and the weather and the trees, and then they can project. Um, that imagery in real time onto the front of the building so that from a bystander's uh, viewpoint, it looks like you're seeing straight through because you see the skyline and the the sky and everything back behind it. I imagine this screwing with the local bird population. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just mm, poof. Well, the birds are invisible too, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> they weren't on the city council. That's right. <laughs> I don't this one. I just see like this semi bird genocide. They're gonna have like dead. Actually, birds. you know, this could it's gonna be ruin the illusion too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, you're just gonna see all these like like small blood splotches. Ew. And yeah. then some like dude, the window men are gonna get paid like mad crazy to go like 1,400 feet up to I clean know. an invisible window. I wouldn't. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's done. Trust me. Dude, like, know, you'd yeah. have to get that like leave no streaks. Like you'd have to get no like streaks. some like yeah. industrial yeah. strength Windex. Get <laughs> Don't look. Down. <laughs> <laughs> well, this would be a cool technology to sort that of That would use. actually be kind of cool because you just see this cat just floating there. Like yeah, 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 yeah. He's scrubbing Although an invisible... he would be on the... Is it live feed? Well, no. He yeah, yeah. So he'd... he'd but I don't think it's like... I don't think it's like a, like a, like a projector from like... Yeah, so he's gonna, like it's going to look like he's just hanging there. Yeah, I think okay. it's like yeah. through... Yeah. Like somehow on the... Like probably his shadow the, will somehow like show... Yeah, yeah like there'll be happen. a little bit of an outline of what the building looks like with him up there, but it's just going to show him kind of anything. But I was going to say it might be kind of cool to make statues like this because Vertigo. birds stereotypically poop all over statues. If only Jimmy Stewart them. was still alive. If they didn't know they were there, then it wouldn't happen. We'd make him clean it. Yeah, we could. Hmm. Alfred Hitchcock, <laughs> Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Make it happen. Let's do it. Get up there and clean those windows. Jim and Jim and so this is something I would like to go see or not see. Yeah, it were. go tr- try and see yeah, it. Yeah, you know, go to like Korea. Go yeah. Is it in? Um, it's in Seoul, right? Uh, yeah, Seoul. Seoul, whatever you. Seattle. Yeah, I didn't know how to say it. Seattle. Seattle. No. Seattle. 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 We don't do cool Seoul. things Rotating like that here. Time. It's Seoul. Seoul. Okay, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I'm not Korean. I'm I'm going off of this. Yep, yep. or whatever the other Reno is. is Korean, by the way. Yeah. No. I'm yes. Not. Okay. <laughs> yes. No. Amy. <laughs> You'll never know because you can't fucking see me. Oh, I'm taking shit. a picture. Where'd he go? <laughs> I'm posting it tonight. Um, so that's, I've got my next uh, tourist trip planned. Yeah. 
And they haven't even planned out Fly what they're going to do about it. airplanes either because airplanes won't be able to see it. That's what I was just going to say. Well, yeah. Obviously, yeah. as long obviously as they do the normal airport. beacon thing on top. and yeah, That kind of ruins oh, the illusion. Yeah. There's this you know, red light. You know, okay, we just discussed the birds. We don't need like our version of bird <laughs> crashing into buildings. We already have that domestically. Well, wouldn't they be able to detect it with like... Maybe they put like Xbox connects on the... Yeah, uh, maybe <laughs> the tower just bends away when the planes fly over. <laughs> it's like, what? We're going to need a lot of that T-1000 polymer. Yeah, that's right. So then let's talk about that movie. You have reached your destination in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Don't so worry, the building will self-heal. It, it'll be okay, yeah. You, on the other hand, are screwed. <laughs> All right, so... Um, Ball pad then... So, 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 there's so, the so, so, Korea? so, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, we got iPads, we got these flat screen touch devices and stuff. And soon in the next few years, they're going to actually have flexible um, pads, touch screens on the market. But I think it'll, it'll be a few more years before it's ready for commercial sale and stuff. But this is a little bit different. This is um, using just, you can use any kind of piece of paper, any kind of flat surface, and you can. Um, have a display projected on there, and it's this um, kind of platform where they have a connect from Xbox and a projection screen projecting onto, say, a piece of paper. And then you can bend the paper, and the connect will be able to read, you know, um, how much you're bending it and the, the depth um, measurement and, and variable. And so you can do some they you can do some really cool stuff um, with the imagery. Um, that's being projected on there just by how you um, bend or lift the paper closer or further away from the connect. And so you can kind of make the image wave around and you can sort of animate it. And the cool thing is, I didn't realize at first, and then we talked about it more earlier this evening, um, the reason why the cameras are there is not just for the projection, but the connect like helps remember the movement, right? So that you can put it into a computer and then it will replay that same movement yeah and it, it records you know what you've done to the paper and it can duplicate that same movement for something else later um so does that mean that they could take the movement and they could make the surface move without you touching like how do they yeah. use that part of it like so say like you wanted to animate like some ocean waves you could take your just a normal piece of white paper and just kind of wave it back and forth like you're making waves and then, <laughs> um, and then you can um, have that be recorded and then replay it back. And now your whatever kind of CGI or or you know illustrated graphics you have for like an ocean will take on that recorded movement and will move. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you could replay that just on the computer screen, you know, PowerPoint, or you could use reproject it back onto the piece of paper. Or you could put it on a wall or anything. You yeah, could, yeah. You could put it on something that you wouldn't expect to move. Like that's that's where I see it being really cool. Maybe not for science or for any sort of practical application, but I bet you a lot of installation artists would use this technique, and you could make a whole room like, you know, yeah. vibrate or. Bend it on itself or something. Waves. I have to drink a lot for it to vibrate. That's right. A lot of mescaline. They had a really cool demo. This is from KurzweilAI.net. They had they taken looked like they did like a time lapse photo of some kind of like lake kind of landscape scenery, and you can see like it's daylight and then the sun's setting and then it's nighttime, and as they 
and with this technology, you can, depending on how you bend the paper or how close you lift the paper up towards the connect or down away from the connect, it, it changes the time variable. So if you lift up, it gets closer towards nighttime, push the paper away, and it gets closer towards daytime. And then if you just bend the corners, just the corners, just like the trees change color. So the trees are like the reddish of, um, you know, like sunset, whereas the rest of the picture is like blue and green um, from daytime. So come up with some really kind of um, really fun, interactive, really intuitive ways to create arts and play with imagery and Photoshop. I'm sure you come up with some really cool yeah. effects if you play with that. And then the whole technology of it, too, is cool because you could probably do a lot more with it than just, you know, projecting images of you know landscapes and stuff like that like there's medical things you can look at you could taste space you with it <laughs> you could just eat that paper <laughs> like this if it was rice paper you taste like paper it tastes like white <laughs> <laughs> which tastes like 13 yep oh. no actually oh. zero yeah. Whoa. yeah but white is the presence of all colors yeah so it tastes like weird. infinity not zero unless two zeros close together i guess that kind of works yeah. So it's like super white. Super white, yeah. yeah. Like bleached yeah. white paper. I that. Yeah. Bleach is good. Not as good as masculine, but <laughs> does the trick though. That's right. So anyway, um with this technology you can also look at medical things like maybe not x rays, but the the brain, like the slices of the brain you were talking about. Right, um, like the, the MRIs, yeah, the cross sections. It's like they do like a thousand or so like you know, like slices of the brain. Mm -hmm. And just depending on how far you lift the paper or press the paper away from the projection and the kinetic, you could see the different depth, that all the different slices of the brain. And so you could travel through the brain roll. Like a flip book. Intuitively. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty cool. That's something that I wish that you could just go out and try, you know, as a civilian, you could just go to like a lab or a science museum or something and just yeah. be like, let's record, you know. I'm sure in a few years this will be... Boot. Yeah. I, this kind of reminds me of the early 90s with a little bit of their VR. And I might be stretching it here, but mm -hmm. the whole entire one you were talking about, like the MRI, moving the paper back and forth in front of the connect would show you a different slice of the brain, so yeah. to speak. We used to, like, early VR had that thing. Where, I mean, you had to wear the goggles and the gloves and everything, but you could actually, like, grab and look at things differently mm -hmm. with your hands based on what you were doing with your gloves. Oh, and your yeah. Yeah, so this is kind of like a much more user-friendly yeah. way of going about, I guess, virtual reality in a sense. Because yeah. now it's like you're just in front of your Kinect and you use, well, obviously it's picking up that white color, right? Mm -hmm. That's what it's doing. Yeah. So if you just had some sort of utensil like that, I, I imagine they yeah. would come up with something a little bit more user-friendly than a piece of paper. And eventually we're just going to be able to do whatever with our hands and just look at anything. Well, it can mm. be anything like flat. It doesn't have to be paper. It could be... Well, no, I'm, I'm, so I'm just saying it could be a box. It could be yeah. whatever, but eventually they'd come <laughs> up with some form of tool yeah. that yeah. would probably be rather universal that would help do all the things that you guys were describing. Pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I know that was a little bit of a stretch, but hey, whatever. Well, it's okay because yeah. the paper stretches and curves. And stuff, yeah. So it's all good. I'm pretty flexible too. Can't so. stretch it. You people so have no idea how <laughs> painful this podcast is. <laughs> Oh, they're, they're doing lots of fun stuff with uh, like the no, it's Xbox Connect, um, you know, kind of. Um, I like using it because I'm too lazy to use a remote to click yeah. on Netflix. I mean, all the buttons. Yeah, I mean, buttons. I mean, you know, I just kind of wave my hand at the TV <laughs> and a movie starts. Yeah. 
That'd be cool. What if the really TV screen is was no, 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 really. That's what the Kinect does. <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of get a pause, and it pauses. Yeah. There you go. That's pretty awesome. So everybody in this room is getting older. <laughs> One Speak of us is, is yeah, getting less older say. than the other two. But so... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. There's someone in this room that's Generation X, and the rest of us are uh, Generation Y. That's yes, true. So, yeah. we'll we'll leave it up to you guys to guess who that might be. Yeah. So the silent party is usually the one like, in oh charge. No, we go. Okay. So anyway, the last article I think we're going to talk about is um, something to do with old people. No, well, it could be. It could be young people too. Yeah, it could be any. Everybody has um, this in them. They're called telomeres, and what. No, I'm just uh, just raising my eyebrow. I've never heard it before. So. I know that's why I wanted to talk about it because I hadn't heard of them either. But I heard it on NPR, and so I I came home and I looked for the article so I could read it and get a better handle on it. But basically, um, like with a connect. Yes, yes, the virtual <laughs> handle. Of, yeah, scientists discovered these things called telomeres that are in your cells, and if you um, they the cap your chromosomes. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. the end of your chromosomes. Yeah. And if you picture them kind of like the little plastic on the end of your shoelace, that's a little bit like what these would be, except on a much smaller scale. Um, and it's kind of like a, a little lid to keep your cells from unraveling. And so well, considering that never those little plastic tips always ruin on shoes, it's not exactly. That's the problem. Yeah. 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 That's, that's <laughs> the, the problem. basic idea problem. here. Is that that's why we're old is because our shoelaces are, are totally frayed. <laughs> Yeah, we're losing <laughs> our telomeres. Too we much need, jogging. We need some Velcro DNA. That's right. We, oh my God, would that be crazy? Velcro chromosomes. <laughs> we stick genes on each other. Like, yeah. oh my God, just I'm a slug now. Velchromosomes. <laughs> just call it like that. <laughs> so ridiculous. Velchromosomes. That's right. Velchromosomes. That's right. That's a bad name. That is. <laughs> you <laughs> and the Velchromosomes. Start that. Yeah. It's about 44 of us. <laughs> I'll be guitars. <laughs> Maybe another two. You could be percussion. Nina can play their um, keyboards, keyboards and, and yeah. keyboards and sings. There I you go. Do not sing in public. Well, you do now. Oh shit! We could we could podcast it, so uh, it's no. not really public I, no. at the time. I would not yeah. be okay with that. <laughs> Stop doing yoga over there. Uh, I've known her for eight years, been married to her for six I years. I still can't get her to sing outside yeah, of I mean the shower. He hears me sing can't all the sing time. Very well, though. I oh, mean, she's amazing. I don't understand why she won't do it outside of the shower. I really I, don't. I don't, know. I I don't just, get it. You know, I've begged her to start a band with me. Won't do well, it. Well, I don't do that kind of thing. But okay, we're getting off the point. So basically, she doesn't want to talk about Apparently. it. Back to, yeah, I'll sing about it. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so <laughs> the chromosome caps that we have. I'm um, her number one fan. Her only fan. <laughs> They can be. That's her worst fan. <laughs> Sorry, continue, Nina. <laughs> <laughs> they they're really long. How many chromosomes am I holding up right now, Reno? <laughs> Billions. Yep. They're really long on on people who um, age better, I guess. And if you age poorly, and if you're really unhealthy, your telomeres actually are shorter. And there's a little bit of debate going on about whether they're shorter because you're unhealthy or whether you're unhealthy because they're shorter or whether it's a combination of both or whatever. But basically, it's a good indication of how well your body is running and, and you know, how well you're taking care of it. So it was kind of cool to see this and um, hear about it. But um, the bad part of it is they've also discovered that in cancer cells, the telomeres are really long, which means that the cells are quote-unquote healthy and it's easier for them to reproduce and just keep on multiplying forever so even though that's kind of an unfortunate 
application of the telomeres, I guess. Cancer. Like, I know. God, fuck cancer. You, um, it's interesting to see, you know, if your cells are really healthy, if your chromosomes are really healthy, they'll have long enough telomeres to just, I don't know, keep on going forever. I guess that could happen. I've seen a lot of stuff. Um, um, it looks like they're making a lot of headway on, like, um, understanding the aging process and how um, DNA gets mutated and how to prevent DNA from being mutated. And so in this article, they they tried a little bit of experiment. They had um, a, s- um, a small control and experimental group. It was like 25 older, older men, like senior men, and then um, they're the control. And then um, 10 men that um, lived like extra healthy. Um, they did yoga they and meditation for plant-based yeah, diet yeah, all that stuff, yeah. um and their um telomeres were a lot longer than they were than before when they started the study whereas the other 25 control that just kind of carried on whatever his old men do um <laughs> obviously not yoga and meditate i guess hey, um hey, hey. their telomeres <laughs> their telomeres were shorter and um so it's not a huge study it's not necessarily conclusive um so, um, but something they also said, and I don't know if there's science to back it up or whatnot, but this Dr. Dean Ornish, whoever <laughs> he is, says yeah. smoking makes your telomeres shorter mm-hmm. and emotional stress is, a shodi- is associated with shorter telomeres. Lots God, I'm screwed. Well, but you, you've quit. It's been 11. <laughs> no, no. It's been uh, 10 and months. a half. Yeah. Yeah, 10 and a half yeah. months. 10 and a half months. Yeah. That's a big difference, though. Your telomeres are yeah. growing. They're growing. I can literally see <laughs> your oh shoelaces coming together. That's right. <laughs> Into a beautiful double knot. Yeah. Yep. Of life. <laughs> yes. Double helix. Yes. <laughs> you know, I couldn't tie my shoes until the first grade. Wouldn't it be cool if they made shoes that had like It's pretty DNA. hard. It's a difficult process. I, I do the, the two bunny ear process. Like when you double knot, you have the two bunny ears and you yeah. cross them. I don't do... I do the, the wraparound. W- the wraparound's hard. I can't do it. Yeah, I, I, the Bunny wraparound I figured out. Like that's that's the thing I learned in the first grade. Mm. See, I, yeah. I just I just skipped that. I just went straight to the double bunny ears. That worked. Yeah. Right, I stuck with that. Yeah. It's because. Nice. Never mind. All right. It's an astrology right. joke. I'll forget about it. <laughs> All right. So anyway, telomeres. Mike's telomeres are growing. We can all be happy about that. <laughs> kind yeah. of. And I'm sure Reno's <laughs> are like through the roof. Yeah. Um, and yours are pretty. Mine are probably average because I get so that's stressed right, out. Uh, no, well most I unhealthy. I get stressed out, but <laughs> I don't smoke. I don't really exercise, but I don't eat like that badly, but probably kind of badly. Well, I'm married. So Maybe I they grow and shrink each day. Unnecessary yeah. stress. Oh, God. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> well, the mind lengthen. Yeah. I bet that's how it works. So the moral of the story is don't get married. That's right. Really. Well, actually, so when I smoked, I didn't have stress. See, it's one or the other. Yeah, you did. You just, your yeah. body got rid of it through chemicals. It was awesome. Yeah. God, I miss <laughs> it. <laughs> Makes you feel good. Uh, you That's have no idea counts. how much I miss tobacco. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, why don't you tell us about Burning Man? Yeah, we know we never. Yeah, talked you never talked about that. So why don't we end it on a happy-go-lucky? I went in the desert and got high. Note. Yeah. So uh, I've always wanted to go to Burning Man. I first heard about Burning Man like I think about 15 years ago. I was, I was in high school, and it sounded awesome. And then like as I learned more and more about it, I'm like, this really is awesome. Like I've got to do this. Like 
this is one of the one of the only things that's been really on my bucket list. Like I like to travel, but it's not like, oh man, I have to go to Paris. Like if I don't go to Paris, I'm just gonna die. Like be cool to travel, but <laughs> you're gonna die regardless. That's why it's on the bucket list. I'm gonna die in Paris. Doing lots of yoga. I'm trying. Just trying to stretch those telomeres. <laughs> don't stretch them thin. No. <laughs> oh, but don't don't. So um, I finally got the opportunity to go to Burning Man because I quit my awesome shitty job and um, I had s- some money and I had some free time. So I, I had a week in the desert with my brother um, for the first time. Uh, it's his first time at Burning Man, his girlfriend, and then we camped with a few other people. And it's a it's a crazy experience. You're yeah, you're in the desert. It wasn't terribly hot. I think it was a more of a milder week than it was in previous years. It's about as hot as it was in Sacramento here. Upper eighties, lower nineties. Cool. Um yeah. Well, it gets cold in the desert at night though. Like you know, the coldest city. it got would be like uh, like mid fifties. Well, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Like it wasn't until like late at night that it actually got kind of cold. So um but yeah, uh, hopefully some of these people are listening have been to Burning Man. It's a really awesome experience. Um, it's it's it is like a city. It's like a whole other society and a whole new culture um, in the desert. And um, you know, people um, are just kind of free to kind of be themselves a little bit more. And you don't even realize that you're not being yourself here in the default world. Um, <laughs> I think money has a lot to do with it. Yeah, money. yeah. Money, yeah, definitely. <laughs> which does not is pretty much does not exist in Burning Man. Um, food, drink, activities, everything's free. Um, a lot of people give away clothes, coffee, breakfast, food, dinner. The only thing you can um, buy in Burning Man in Black Rock City is um, ice. Um, they truck in huge amounts of ice because it's the fucking desert and. Um, but they they don't charge you like ten bucks a pound or anything like that. They charge you like cost price. Bag like of ice would cost. Yeah, like a seven pound AMP bag of ice yeah. is like three dollars in the middle of the desert there. Yeah, which I think is pretty reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you're paying for some dude to drag it over there, bag it, and give it to right, you. Right. So right. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, and everyone's yeah. everyone's uh, at least my experience. I'm sure everyone's experience is different. There's sixty eight thousand people there, but. Everyone's experience, or my experience, sorry, was that everyone's really, really nice and helping you have a good time and providing you the, the space and opportunity to like thrive and to be yourself and not judge you based on what you look like because half the people are topless, not half, but like maybe like fourteen percent, and <laughs> that's <laughs> a pretty specific number. Yeah, you know, about one seventh. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. A seventh of the women were probably topless. Um, How many of the men were topless? Uh, probably about like thirty two percent, you know. That's what I figured. Yeah. 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 So So how easy is it to get lost in Burning Man? Well, um like not find sh- your own little campsite. The like the, the if you sh- wander too much, you're probably Are screwed. There's like little street signs. There's street signs. Really? The street I signs, was yeah. just joking. Oh no, like it's oh, okay. so well organized. Like no kidding. It's, it's not it's not like there's a bunch of hippies like throw it together. There's people out there like weeks ahead of time. Um these camps are so um extraordinary and well put together um it's a fucking city there's bars there's cafes um but yeah there's street signs and it's kind of set up kind of like a grid but just a little bit of a curve kind of like a crescent shape so you have your a b c d e f g um streets and then it's kind of on a crescent kind of shape and so it kind of goes around in a clock so you have all the way from 
um, like about two o'clock and it sweeps down all the way through six o'clock and then all the way up to about um, 11 o'clock or, or 10 o'clock. So it's kind of, it's pretty practical and reasonable finding your way around. But at night it can be a little disorienting um, towards the middle where there's a big open circle ahead of all the, ahead of A Street and Esplanade. They have all kinds of art installations and um, they have mutant cars. Um, um, what? They're, they're art cars that people have just decked out. Like you wouldn't, I mean, you'd have to see it to believe it. I mean, you can always look at pictures, but they're incredible. I mean, there's like, people even like rig up like entire like boats, like small like yachts. And they cruise around the desert playa, like truck around people with <laughs> loud ass music and like 800,000 LED lights. And there's a fucking gigantic mechanical octopus. It looks like it came out of like a Rob Zombie like <laughs> movie. And each of its eight tentacles like blasted fire up in the air. It must have been like 30, 40 feet tall or so. And it was like rigged to so all like this stuff a truck. Was, like, actually, that like you didn't mm-hmm. imagine it. You know? No, no, it was it was really there. <laughs> it was really there. I was I was pretty sober throughout most. <laughs> Just, throughout well, most so of the that trip. brings up an interesting point, though. I really, when you said that there were cafes and bars and stuff, I didn't picture that at all. I thought that it was just like a big lot mm-hmm. that the state reserves for this event. So there's, it's like a city there all the time. Is that what you're saying, or it's, they just? It's a temporary city. They build it. There's there's some okay. people that come in there early and help set it up. They're you know within the organization. Um, but then, um, like, is everything mostly tense? There's no actual permanent buildings there. No, there's no everything's torn out. It, um, by now, they take uh, sometimes it takes a couple of weeks to clear out all the other main stuff. But most people there for a week. Whatever you pack in, you got to bring out. There's no uh, there's no trash dumps, no nothing. They have porta potties there. Yeah, um, which were clean the entire time. I took That's shits good. on clean toilet seats <laughs> the entire time. I've never heard of a clean porta potty. Ever. They they every porta party I've ever seen is very, a disaster mode. Very respectful, you know. Everyone's kind of working together, so like, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> my experience was that the the porta potties were clean, which surprised me. It was very yeah surprise. Because I was just thinking about that during your whole description. I'm just like, where would I go to take a dump? Right, like, right. I, I actually have a very huge phobia of public toilets. I hate them. Yeah, like especially considering the type of work I'm in, I experience quite a few, and it's just it's hell. It sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Especially if you for dudes like women. Really, I don't think yeah, you I guys have it. We can it. never really fully understand because no, our man. bathroom's usually pretty clean. So I theirs has been immaculate. Like <laughs> I remember there's just like, there's a, I know a lot of people don't like this comedian, but Dane Cook, like he described the men's restroom perfectly. He's like, everything's <laughs> wet. Why yeah. is everything wet? There's shit everywhere. You sick piss and shit everywhere. Yeah, yeah. dude. There's like, there's like shit written on the walls. There's stuff on the toilet you can't describe. There's just everything. You walk in, your shoes are squeaking because of the ground. Like, that's a regular men's toilet. Yeah. It really sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So to not hear. Not in the middle of the fucking desert. Not in the middle of the desert. Like, it's apparently the. Apparently, people Mike, care. that could be your Mecca. You can I know. journey there to Well, they the need to send me on delivery to Burning <laughs> Man. So I can <laughs> go to the bathroom in peace, I guess. <laughs> Not to lay down like a roll of toilet paper so my butt doesn't touch anything. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. I never had to do that once. Yeah, dude. I mean, I there's not a totally surprised. Awesome. And some of yeah. the that's been like the best part of the trip. See, because normally it's like it there's, better. there's not enough <laughs> ass gaskets to save your life, you know? Yeah. But yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so you, you thrive, Black Rock City. Um, 
It's, it's really cool. Um, Do people like create things there? You know, like are mm-hmm. there artists who are actually making stuff? Like they go there to make things? Yeah, yeah. They go there and make things. Some people already have stuff and they bring it in and maybe they have to like reconstruct it there. Um, but um, yeah, and there's tons of like workshops and classes and activities and silly zany games and r- lots of creative stuff. You just feel more creative being in the desert because you kind of have to like make do with what you got and yeah. come up with some stuff on the fly. Um so how do you know what to bring? That's a good question. You know, they, they've you know. got a Burning Man survival guide. So, like, um, they highly recommend that, like, virgins going for the first time go with someone that's been there before so that, that someone's experience. Virgins as in virgins to Burning Man or virgins in life? Both. Yeah. No, just <laughs> people, people new, to, new, to, new to Burning Man. Go, come with someone who knows what they're doing, um, who's been there before. Lots of people go. It's pretty easy to find someone that's gone um yeah and you can get the burning man survival guide so like wet naps you know are really really helpful <laughs> you want like goggles and a dust mask you know or oh, yeah. you know something like handkerchief or something to protect you from the elements and there's lots of like geodescent domes and like pyramid type structures because they're very practical and easy to construct and they they stand up really well so it's really cool to see like all this like geometric um, design and not just kind of like your average like boxy buildings Square or like or like yeah you know like triangle tent like it's everything's very um it's well thought out from one of the way you describe yeah it. yeah it really and is. people invest i mean i can't really imagine like how many hundreds or thousands of hours they invest into these art cars all the hundreds of thousands of dollars that are spent on some of these these theme camps and well isn't it like this is like an artist paradise to kind of like show off their skill isn't it like i mean it's, it, fe- it feels like that i mean is that what the origin of burning man was yeah, how did like, sh- i don't remember the exact story of how it starts but yeah it's a great place to really like share and like really express and like people really be the person you really are not what you are here yeah yeah like you said earlier yeah and i don't think you could even realize um you know what you had inside you until until you go out like in nature and you camp for a few days and can get out of this. See, I hate camping. camping. I can't. It's great. I hate it. Wilderness. <laughs> I I've had I like the wilderness, but I don't yeah. want to spend the night there. Like I. I see. I've well done it. The I had to do it on tour, <laughs> like, and I just I don't know. My camping experience was terrible. We we couldn't go in the lake because there was a thousand fish hooks but in you it. You were camping with a bunch of like dirty punk, punk rockers. Dirty punk rock dudes yes, on tour. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Not and that's my not singer and drummer like got pure. drunk, and basically while all of us were sleeping in our sleeping bags, they got into their car and drove around us in circles and threw marshmallows at us. Yeah. Yeah, that happens at Burning Man too. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't like camping. Well, that's not camping. That's yeah. like being like harassed, like yeah, and being yeah. homeless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was for a good woods. couple of weeks there for a tour. I Burning mm, mm. Man. Let's go back yeah. to that. There's there's tons of music there. A lot of it's like see, mm-hmm. I w- mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. see that would kill me, dude. Like, why but don't but we get set up some like punk rock and set up some indie rocks and some like prog bands and shit? There was know? some indie rock and some prog, and there's some bands that brought all their gear and they had generators and they plugged in. Yeah, and man, just a lot of them would wait, share what do they their plug gear. Is there a tent that has electricity and stuff? No, the generators. Bring, like, you, oh, yeah. bring generators. Okay. There's yeah. a couple different um, solar panel stations, and you could charge your phone, your iPod, or whatever. Do you even get reception out there? No. Actually, no, there were some spots where I did get reception, but I didn't even really bother trying I to. I, I would assume this is kind of the place where you unplug from yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we're so used to being plugged in, and it's, it's great with like all that I stuff. I definitely but would not nice be to checking my Twitter and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That burning Man. Dude, I'm on Facebook, like, all the time, 
and it, it's nice to get out of that. Um, See, that I'm not how you routine. deal with not checking in at Burning Man. I mean, God, that's like the ultimate. <laughs> I know. It's just <laughs> that's <laughs> the ultimate. <laughs> fuck you to your friends. It's like I'm at Burning Man. What do you? Oh, you're at home on your laptop. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I did that before I left. Like, hey, oh, fuckers, yeah. I'm out of here. There you go. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Speaking of the whole Facebook thing, I noticed I'm not on Facebook that often anymore. You're not. Mm-mm. 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 Social media sucks. Does it? I don't like it. Social media sucks. <laughs> um, camping <It's> sucks. <laughs> what else? Uh, <laughs> what else sucks? Asperger's <laughs> is coming back. Oh, okay. <laughs> Asperger's sucks. Definitely, it definitely sucks. <laughs> Space sucks. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. That's just the absence of that 14. Podcasting pounds of sucks. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It absolutely. totally sucks. sucks. Your attitude sucks. It does. <laughs> Your beatitude. <laughs> My beatitude. <laughs> B-rated attitude. There you go. So, Nina, did you have anything you want to share that's like that? I mean... Well, I didn't go to Burning Man, but... Yeah. Um, did you go to Target? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Fuck you, <laughs> Reno. Like <laughs> <laughs> Target is like Burning Man. You know, you can be who you want to be. You can <laughs> buy the clothes that match your personality. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I bought this shirt today. Sometimes there's no Congratulations. reception. You know. Very nice. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I. It's a yeah. plaid shirt for all you guys that can't see. Uh, yes. And girls, thank you, guys and girls. No, oh, there's no Homo girls sapiens. listening to this. So, you, you're kidding. No. so unlike hermaphrodites, <laughs> transgenders, yeah, all of it. I am wearing plaid. LGBTQ, mm-hmm. and I have a beard. I got a little bit of a beard going on with a plaid shirt. That's. So that's what Mike's been up to. He's been <laughs> growing his beard. I'm growing beard. Growing beard. his telomeres and, you know. <laughs> 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 so so unlike Mike and Reno, I think a lot of my activity is is mental and I don't like go out and do things. I don't I like do shit. What are you talking about? In. I go <laughs> in and I and I work on my brain. I don't know. So I've been working on a book and I've been working on art and Tell us about your book. Yeah. My book is called Advice from Ghosts and you can actually read it in a serialized format on wattpad.com. Um, I'm thinking if you guys go visit our blog that we're going to put up here, we'll have like little links to what Reno and I do besides the podcast and what Mike does as well. Um, and you can visit. Nah. Okay. Well, I yeah, will put I, my, I, uh, yeah. God, you guys. I, I, I might I'd be vocal, not. but I am just the producer. The stars of this show are you and Reno. So that means Reno has to put something up there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Put like, a, I don't know. Burning man photos. <laughs> Burning man photos. <laughs> edit some of them. Anyways. So... <laughs> The book is called Advice from Ghosts. It's about a man who lives forever, and I don't want to spoil the plot. You have really good telomeres. <laughs> <laughs> They're just <She's> a big <laughs> loop. <laughs> Two loops. Made out of diamonds. <laughs> and anyway, he he <laughs> learns um, how to do a really special skill. He learns how to talk to ghosts, and it changes his whole life. And so basically the story is about him and how he copes with being immortal and um, going through life that way. But that's what the book is about. What's so life like going? I mean, not... Like, uh, b- couldn't tell because there's So no is, he, is he um, immortal because, like, nothing can kill him or, like, he just doesn't die of old age or... He, he doesn't get older. He's pretty much fixed at, like, 30 or so. He He's that's invincible. Yeah, yeah, that's a good age. He's invincible and immortal. And in the book, I, I never say why he is i want it to Mm. be really obvious that he's just that way and he's tried to figure out why he couldn't figure out why and now he's just moving on with his life which you know there's a lot Mm. of time to do that so all of our listeners now know that's the telomeres that's right we can yeah that was the hidden thing in the plot the whole time yeah maybe i can call it advice from telomeres (laughs) (laughs) 
So that's there you go. Consuming a lot of my time. But anyway, we all do lots of different things. That's cool. That's cool. So what I'm going to do is actually do my producer duties here. I'm going to set up an email, and on next podcast, I'm going to announce it. And I would like the vi- our listeners to please email us with any yeah. comments or suggestions. Direct the anything. suggestions to Reno and send yeah. me the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, just uh, just <laughs> interact with your hosts, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, talk we'd love to, to hear from all three of you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. talk to Be talk great. to Reno. Talk from to a fan Nina. Club. Mm-hmm. You can you can talk to me. I won't respond because I don't care. But these two yeah, do. Social media sucks. We care. They care. I we just care. I'm just the filter that gives them the correspondence. Mike I'm doesn't care about your telomeres. No, no, <laughs> but I do. And the fact that the shorter your telomeres are, the better, because that's the less amount of time I have to deal with you. So there you go. <laughs> Smoke. Yep. And stress yourself out. <laughs> go right. to space. Yeah. This <laughs> is like, I see you got up today. You should start smoking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. This has been Six Degrees of Rumination with Nina Boyd and Reno Gorman. Have a good night, ladies and gentlemen.